Have we said the name of the podcast enough times? It's called <laughs> Super Weird. <laughs> Did you find any deviant art of our Lord and Savior? I didn't look for that. Oh, I have no damn. desire to know what people are doing as far as illustrating God or Jesus. Well, you said on the air last week that. Do you, you want me to now? To. I uh, can. I mean, fuck it. We can. I'll, I'll fuck up my browser history. My only other uh, conversation icebreaker was: uh, Have you gone on any first dates in the last deviant. week? <laughs> Uh, let's see, Jesus Deviant Art. And no, I still haven't been on a date yet. <laughs> still haven't. I'll Which, talk to Amanda. You need to take Ben on a first date. You and should, don't spend any money. No money. <laughs> but we definitely need to go to a fancy restaurant. Yeah. But don't spend any money. And then tell him you're a Christian. Dine and dash. <laughs> uh, all right, so all of the Jesus Deviant Art seemed to give him kind of like this weird... Uh, like castle. That looked like it was a Castlevania Yeah, I was going to say like manga. Like <laughs> it's definitely uh, heavily yeah. inspired by Japanese animation. Uh, a lot of these seem to... Uh, that, woo. Oh, Teenage Jesus. Ooh, yeah. That is a photo. Yeah. All right, what else? He looks like uh, the main character from Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, Squall? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Uh, let's say Jesus Sexy Deviant. Oh, right. God. I'm glad this is your phone. <laughs> God, who draws these? Well, uh, Dexter, I'm sorry. I drew that one. I'm not good at uh, art. What is that? I don't know. Jesus that's doesn't so, have boobs. That's either. someone in an SS unit. I'm done. This is this is going down a road. You type in sexy Jesus and you get like Nazi that's porn. That's weird. That's weird. It's fucking cross tagging going that's the on. First page of a Google result. Yeah. I didn't have to do any digging. No. What no are we doing? Whatsoever. We've we've gone. We've we've oh we've hit a. Let's hard, try and rein this back into try, why wait, we're whoa, here. Whoa, whoa. Uh, do we have reindeer or horses on this cart? I don't know, but as long as they're equal. Yoked. They're rain horses. <laughs> I I'm Ben and I am Dexter and this is super, super weird. weird. A quest for the absurd in children's television and uh, Jesus deviant art. <laughs> yes, where we review the wacky sensibilities of anything <laughs> and uh, 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 how mischaracterizations in early childhood media serve to confuse. All the minds as they try to understand what is happening <laughs> while we are growing up, getting older. Uh, welcome to episode 36. I feel like we're going to reach that point where we're just the old guys bitching about kids. Like, oh, the kids these days we're, in their sexy Jesus. <laughs> we're gradually morphing into those two old Muppets. Yeah. We are here. Roll for initiative. I don't have a dice. There's no Foley. Throw uh, in some dice rolling. Foley. Um. Dice. I'm just going to throw chicken bones in water. <laughs> Dice. <laughs> oh, no. We're still in Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah. This adventure is uh, an Odyssey. This this is an ep This episode is kind of why we came. 
oh, to yeah. Adventures in Odyssey. This is the whole reason you wanted to do this arc in the podcast. Yeah, this is the reason we we purchased. The reason we gave Focus on the Family money. That's, you gave Focus on the Family money. I I intend to uh, somehow find a way to make them lose money through this venture. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to... Oh, actually, no. I know exactly how that's going to work. By just putting audio clips of uh, their show in this podcast for free. Yeah. Um, no, not for free. We bought it. Uh, it's free to other people. Yeah. As long as we're not making any money off of it, which Correct. so far, yeah. no problem. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be a problem for quite some time. Mom's out there listening. I don't want my boys to get sued, so I'm not going to give them any money. I'm not gonna donate. <laughs> Y'all don't donate. Don't donate. Cheryl, don't donate. Don't donate to them super weird boys. This episode is entitled Castles and Cauldrons. Does that sound familiar to you? It <laughs> ben, you know what a castle is. I do know what a castle is. Something like a medieval building. <laughs> you mean like a, like a medieval times? Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a castle. Yeah, got a right? castle in Dallas. <laughs> this parking lot for this castle is awesome. <laughs> Food's even better. I like how they don't have forks. Uh, and cauldrons, you know, like a big witch's pot. Yeah, uh, it's it's just a big metal bowl. If you're listening to the episode Castles and Cauldrons, I mean, I mean, if you don't think we're going into the medieval times, um, you would be right because you, we're not. <laughs> uh, it's very clear to me uh-huh. that this episode is going to be tackling. What apparently Christians thought was a huge problem in the <laughs> 80s and 90s, which was D&D. Dungeons and Dragons for you noobs. Well, here's another thing, yeah. is that this isn't the first time that a Christian organization has attempted to... Vilify? Yes, I was going to say demonize, but same same, same thing. thing. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. There is a famous made-for-TV movie called Mazes and Monsters. Oh, I recall that name. In which a very young Tom Hanks oh. becomes obsessed with this game and starts believing that he is the character in the game, and it kind of like goes out of control, and he almost like really hurts himself and other people. That's interesting. Uh, interesting that that's the issue and that's the issue that i think we're gonna tackle today um is obsession with the game because that seems to be the real issue that focus on the well one of the two real issues that focus fame on the family has uh with role-playing fantasy games uh which we now just call rpgs yeah Uh, how dare you use your imagination this is the only episode of the 900 plus episodes of adventures in odyssey that had an introduction by dr james dobson the founder in which he talked to the parents for like at least a minute and a half about how they needed to have a conversation with their children about the importance and the dangers of playing uh, role-playing fantasy games. And then he explained to them how condoms had a 15% failure rate, which was completely out of left field because we're talking about a role-playing game, and then he brought up condoms. Well, castles and condoms. <laughs> My favorite version it's, of the game. It's the, 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 the two C's, castles and condoms. All right, so there are two notes on the wiki page about this episode, the first of which is a parental warning, which says, this is a story about fantasy role-playing games and how they can lure their participants into satanic activity. It is very intense in spots and not meant for listeners under 10 years of age. Parents should listen along with their older children. Um, Having listened to this episode, I can tell you that is 
really wrong. Nothing, <laughs> yeah. nothing intense happens no. unless you're just like the biggest cream puff cotton ball pussy. Um, I will say the music in this episode is super creepy on purpose. Very intense. They, they, I mean, the the transition music up to now has been lighthearted, whimsical. Very flowy. Yeah. You know, it, it helps uh, set up that uh, even though we're learning hard moral lessons and focus on yeah. the family's eyes, we're still having a little bit of fun along the way. Yeah, and it, and it does a good job at setting up uh, the emotional beats yes. for the episode. Um, and it does a good job in this episode if the emotional beats are, we want you to be fucking terrified. <laughs> The second note is in big, bold, all caps italics. It says version difference. The broadcast version of this episode is the first and only thus far time that Dr. Dobson comes on the air with a personal warning. Now, when I had this version on cassette as a kid, it included that warning. But the digital download version we have does not contain that warning. They have scrubbed that warning from existence. It's out there somewhere. If anybody has the cassette tape version of Castles and Cauldrons, please send it to Hang me. On, I buddy. will give you money. Let's let's do a little okay. quick uh, eBay corner. And by quick, we mean instantaneous. Right yeah. now. Nope. Because this episode has been the subject of a lot of controversy. We are not the first people to talk about this episode. There are lots of podcasts and YouTube videos that talk about this episode and how... It really does portray Dungeons and Dragons extremely inaccurately and paints it in an extremely negative light, which Focus on the Family has been berated for for well over a decade by now. Oh, I'm glad that we're stuck on that, but I would love to keep bringing up they sent kids to conversion camp mm -hmm. and some of those kids killed themselves. Yes. Uh, and, you know, Christians are nothing if not hypocrites. Right. Uh, so Katie Lee, wonderful voice actress that does Connie Kendall, mm -hmm. also voiced a character in the Dungeons and Dragons animated show. Oh, that's fun. Now, I'm not saying she's a hypocrite. She's an actress and she's right. working. And Whatever pays. Give them paychecks up, man. Um, yeah. But I just think it's funny that she's part a, a huge part of this organization and she had no problem going and doing work for Wizards of the Coast. She's not a huge part of this episode, though. She's really not. She actually in it. serves as a uh, springboard for wits using force powers. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Hopefully that's one of the clips. This was a special two-part episode. It would take over an hour to listen to, so we are going to give you the meat and potatoes of it. Boom. Starting with the new disclaimer they put at the beginning. They, they no longer have the full minute and a half James Dobson sitting the kids and the parents down by the fire and telling them about the dangers. They should have had Bing Crosby do it. Instead, they have this. Because portions of today's episode may be too intense for younger listeners, we recommend that children under the age of 10 listen with their parents. Kids, if your parents aren't in the room, make sure you get them before you listen. <laughs> what? 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 Tonight's show, which I totally wash my hands of, is really scary. So if you have sensitive children, maybe you should tuck them into bed early tonight instead of writing us angry letters tomorrow. Thanks for your attention. Ben, use your imagination. Uh huh. What do you think that is an appropriate disclaimer for? An episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? The tag of this episode is Jimmy Barclay, who Jimmy Barclay is one of the main characters of Adventure Odyssey. He's he's a kid. He's an adolescent. I haven't found out exactly what age he is, but I would say he's younger than 13. He sounds like he's about nine. I would say he's right in around that nine, 10 range, maybe 11. 
Um, Jimmy Barkley's cousin, Lynn, who is an older cousin, sounds like he's probably eighth grade at least. Sure. Eighth, eighth grade to 10th grade, around 15. Freshman in high school. Um, comes for his his cousin, Lynn, comes for a visit and brings along a very mysterious and dangerous game. Russian roulette. <laughs> One of these bullets has candy in it. <laughs> Uh, the characters in this episode are Jimmy Barclay and Lynn, of course. Jimmy's older sister, Donna, who I think is a uh, – she's a teenager. I don't know if she's in middle school or high school. Uh, sure. Wit, of course, Mr. Whitaker, and Connie, who we met in the last episode, First Love, and Jimmy's and Donna's dad, George Barclay. Yeah, that warning. Uh, maybe too intense for young listeners. Children under 10 should listen with their parents. What would you expect, not knowing anything about this episode? What in the fuck could be so intense? If I heard that warning – like children under 10 should leave the room and children over 10 should have their parents. I would think that they're about to have a conversation about like uh, sexual assault. Oh, wow. Or something like that. Uh, uh, maybe it deals with heavy issues as far as like death and yeah, mortality. Su- suicide. Yeah. That, you know I mean, that, like like serious issues that that kids should be that older kids should be aware of. Mm hmm. Um, because they're going to learn about it one way or the other. Yeah, and education is important. Some of these conversations might be awkward and uncomfortable, but you'd much rather have these kids knowing how to handle themselves in a situation enough to get away from a situation that could be bad. Um, and if this is that type, actually, this is that type of episode, because this is the type of episode where they're like, hey, this is something that kids should be aware of. And if they encounter it, they should leave. Yeah, but, you Except know, it's, it's a, not. It's just a goddamn game. It's a fucking game. Um, so just to get into the story, uh, the episode opens with, uh, Len, Jimmy's cousin arriving at the Barclays house, um, to stay for a couple of, uh, weeks, I believe. So Len arrives to the house and he's got a big suitcase. Mr. Barclay is helping Len unpack. What do you have in that thing anyway? Just games and stuff. I Uh. figured Jimmy might like to play. Do you have any Zapazoids? Oh, I can do a lot better than Zapazoids. No way. Zapazoids is kid stuff. (laughs) I have assault rifles in this bag. Yeah, so automatically, uh, Lynn, or Jimmy is like, hey, Zapazoids, that's, I assume that's a video game. Uh, or just some pop culture phenomenon that has taken over the young minds of Odyssey. Much like Beanie Babies, or Pokemon, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or Ghostbusters, or any anything like that. Yeah, so uh, Jimmy is obviously still into whatever that is, and Lenny's like, that's kid stuff. I, I can do a lot. I can do a lot better than that. So, yeah, like methamphetamine. Well, that piques Jimmy's curiosity. So as soon as they're alone, uh, we find out what Lenny, I'm sorry, I keep saying Lenny, what Len has brought uh, with him. Look. Wow, what is all this stuff? It's part of the game. Have you ever heard of castles and cauldrons? It sounds familiar. Here, look at this book. It tells you about it. Castles and cauldrons, a role-playing fantasy game. My friends and I play all the time. See, you become a character, and once you prove yourself worthy, you get certain powers. Powers? Yeah, you'll see. So what's all this other junk? Our equipment to play. Swords and belts and other things we'll need. Uh, yeah? <laughs> um. All right. First off. Yeah? Playing D&D mm-hmm. and LARPing are 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 the same but very fucking different yeah well let's let's talk about what larping is for those of you that don't know the listeners that don't know what larping is larping is an acronym that stands for live action role playing and right. it is an activity correct uh where you 
dress up in costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, you role play. Uh, it's and, it's a small scale Renaissance fair of fantasy, if you will. Yeah, it's like going to a Renaissance fair except without the fair. Right. Uh, and, and also, like, there's probably no mutton chop stand, and you can't get a Bud Light. Yeah, I have driven by the park and seen people LARPing, uh, usually in groups of three or four. Because <laughs> that's all they could find. Uh, and they're running around with swords and shields and play, and it looks like a lot of fun. Sure. Uh, it's just, you know, they're adults. It's fine. Whatever. And that's fine, too. Um, there are furries. That's That's weird to me. But you know what? It's it's what you want to do. Yeah. The only problem I have is when you uh, are an asshole. So, like, you can be a LARPer, but if you're a LARPer asshole, then, yeah. like, that's kind of, like, I'm not going to make fun of all LARPers. I just want to make fun of assholes. Yeah, because that's fun. Um, so far, the only thing that Castles and Cauldrons and D&D have in common is that they both come with a book. Right. Uh, and I was thinking about this. If you're a 9 to 11-year-old kid, 9, 11... Like, if an older kid pulled out all of this D&D stuff, you wouldn't go, oh, wow, because it would literally just be a bunch of books and paper. Yeah, it would just look like, did you bring your summer school stuff with you? Oh, this is cool. Are you uh, learning rocket science of some kind? The cover, the current cover of of D&D, which is 5e, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the version we're at, I mean, the cover of the book would probably scare any Sunday school teacher um, because it's It's got a dragon. It's got like a dragon and it looks like he's coming from the fires of hell. Uh, It's really cool. It um, looks like Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell album. Yeah, well, I wasn't allowed to have that either. <laughs> meatloaf. Think think about being a Christian and thinking Meatloaf was evil. Hey man, that that cover was demonic. Yeah, that, and you, did you did anyone even bother listening to anything Meatloaf ever did? I did. It's it's so it's fucking rockabilly soft bullshit. It's it's, it's amazing amazing music. It's in uh, that he makes some epic, and by epic, I'm not referring to quality, I'm referring to quantity. Yes. <laughs> he makes some epic length songs about some really ridiculous topics, but sells it to you in the most serious right. tone. Uh, one of my favorite songs from that album is Life is a Lemon and I Want My Money Back. It's like eight minutes long and it has like <laughs> choirs in it. It's fantastic. <laughs> We're off topic. <laughs> so, Very off topic. Castles and goddesses. Cap- ca- the game Me- where you meatloaf can, and maze monsters. You can summon meatloaf <laughs> in this game, which is why the Christians don't want you touching it. Uh, <laughs> So, so far, the only thing that, that Castles and Cauldrons and D&D have in common is, is the book. Right. Uh, so but they also mentioned, then I, that's why I mentioned LARPing, mm-hmm. is he's got like stuff that he says with stuff that we need to play the game. Yeah. So he's really, in, like he is Ooh. into, he's probably the guy that shows up to a D&D table uh, in costume, mm. which there's nothing really wrong with that. Mm. Um, but mm. some people can take themselves a little too seriously and it sounds like that might be what's going on with Lynn. Now, for those of you that don't play D and D, it really is, it, it's, it's a tabletop game. You sit around a table and one of you is the dungeon master, which basically just means they control your God, the narrative in the game. And you roll a lot of dice, you write a lot of things down and you pretend to be a character, but you don't actually act out your character. You might give dialogue as right. your character. You might have to describe how your character walks. Yeah, but when it's time to fight, you don't like go outside and like throw hands in the yard. <laughs> that would be silly. Um, and if that's what you want to do, you should consider LARPing. 
Yeah. I think that's for people that wanted to do D&D but didn't want to deal with math or dice. Or maybe you could take up a combat sport like karate or or or, or jiu-jitsu yeah. of some kind, you know? So, uh Jimmy wants to play. Uh so And Lynn wants to indoctrinate him. Yeah, so Lynn says you ca- you can't play unless uh someone in the game invites you into the game, which also is not how D&D works. I don't know how older versions of D&D worked, maybe in 3.0 or something like that, you had to be invited in. It's certainly not how it is now. This f- focus on the family version of D&D, Castles and Cauldrons, uh, appears to be rather uh exclusive. Focus on the family's idea of Dungeons and Dragons is so off the mark, it's obvious they didn't do any research whatsoever on the game itself and are basing castles and cauldrons on what they think Dungeons and Dragons is. Right. It's all surface level to focus on the family. Yeah, they didn't do any research. It sounds like they heard from somebody's mom what it was, and (laughs) that's what they ran with. Uh, Yeah, uh, 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 Adventures in Odyssey has uh, a conservative right wing meme posted by your aunt on Facebook vibes. Yeah. And then they just, they go with that. Like, Oh, that's what we heard. That's what it is. So anyways, back to the story. Uh, Lynn says that Jimmy can't play unless he's given a character name and a character like Jimmy doesn't get to create his own character. Lynn has to create the character for him, which what that sucks. The fun of D and D is getting to design your own character, but this is how it goes in castles and cauldrons. We have to give you a name. What's wrong with Jimmy? Well, nothing, but you're not Jimmy. You're going to become somebody else. You mean I have to make something up? No, I have to give you a name. That's how it works, because I'm the one bringing you into the game. You already have a name? Yep. I'm Luther the Magician. Luther? And you will be John Dell the Apprentice. John Dell the Apprentice. That's okay, I guess. It better be. You don't have a lot of choice. He's very Donald Trump in his, like, you're the apprentice. <laughs> You don't have any choice. (laughs) All right. Right off the dunk. One of the problems, or at least one of the things that Focus on the Family is trying to spin about the evils of Dungeons and Dragons is that it's a game where you don't have any control. Yeah. Uh, It's a game in which you have to follow the rules of a master or a god. Yeah. Which I can see on some weird fucking level that, like they would have an issue with that. Yeah. Well, uh, there are classes in Dungeons and Dragons. Like when you can choose, like obviously uh, Len has chosen to be a magician, which magician isn't a class. You can be, if you want to use magic, you can be a wizard. Uh You can be a sorcerer. Uh You can be a druid. Uh You can be a bard. Right. uh, Or you can be a warlock. Correct. Um, Now warlocks are magician or basically people that use magic, but their magic is bestowed upon them by a demon or some type of deity uh, not the Christian deity, because if you were a Christian deity, uh, you would be a paladin, paladin right. class. Correct. Which, and there is a class for that. If you want to follow our Lord, yeah, if you want to be Dungeons a holy Dragons, warrior, uh, you can be a paladin, or you can even be a cleric. Correct. If you want to be, if you want to focus on on being a healer instead of an offensive player, uh, you can do that. Dungeons and Dragons is very inclusive. Look, we're trying to make this seem as scary as possible, so we can't possibly uh, like put in there like, oh, by the way, there are like lawful good characters in here. You can yeah. actually do nice things in this game. He makes a reference about it's like you don't really have uh, control over what happens in the games. Like, I'm mm-hmm. fairly certain. 
that D&D is founded on the principle that you can do anything in the game. Yeah. You, uh, it is a unless, game of yeah. infinite choice. Yes. Unless the dungeon master steps in and says specifically, you can't do that. Right. Uh, you can do it. And typically, it's just like I'll just run away from whatever is like, hey, uh, you're, you're accosted by five orcs. Like, I'm going to run in the other direction if that's yeah. all right with you. Some things you can't choose or control. Yeah, asshole. What do you like? Okay. You can tell that Lynn has a little bit of, uh, uh, what, how would you describe that? He seems like someone who has really, like, what do you call like fully immersed himself into the character that he is. And it sounds like Luther, the magician is some type of warlock uh, character because he seems beholden to some type of malevolent presence in the game. But because that's how he's in the game, that's how Len chooses to act in real life. And I think that's what focus on the family is trying to portray is it's demonic. Ah, you know uh, how you could fix that is that is like, Hey, Len has like, mental problems yeah we're gonna cover that in depth um <laughs> because there there is a big problem with what's going on with lynn in this episode but like focus on the family does all the time they take something that's not important and make it seem like the problem mm. while completely blind or being completely blind to what the actual issue is you know lynn shouldn't be playing these kind of games he never truly learned how to tie his shoes correctly yeah so we get to uh they, they the kids decide that they're gonna have their first session mm. so uh they go out into the woods which Again, Off to a rocky start. If you're playing D&D, you're going to be playing it at a table somewhere, preferably where there's no wind because you're going to have a lot of sheets of paper. They decide they want to play. Len runs out into the woods uh, and Jimmy goes following looking for him. Len! What's the matter with you? We're surrounded by the black monks of Benthrid and you're wandering through the woods shouting. Get your hand off my mouth. What? Get your hand off my mouth. Listen to me. You've got to start taking this seriously or you're out. I am taking it seriously. I just couldn't find you. You're not taking it seriously or you wouldn't be calling me by my other name. Huh? I'm Luther. You're John Dell. We left Lynn and Jimmy back at your house. Got it? Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, yeah, apprentice. I am Luther the Magician and will be spoken to with respect. All right already. All right. So already I have a problem because it seems like Lynn is way, way, way too involved with this game. Number one rule with playing a game, whether it be football or Monopoly, is it's just a game. Unless you're getting paid millions of dollars to do it. In which case, you can Jimmy take, needs to shut the fuck up. Yeah, um, if if Lynn was like a world champion Castles and Cauldrons player and yeah. had like endorsements by Pepsi or something like Lynn's that. Lynn's acting like he's at a weekend paintball hey, tournament. Yeah, hey, Jimmy. Maybe you just call me Luther for, for about like four and a half hours while I get this over with. I'm not trying to get doxxed out here. <laughs> um, Lynn is very much like, dude, this shit is real. You need to take it seriously. I'm taking it seriously. And he just, he comes off really, really strong. Um, as, as we go through the episode and, and I'm just going to go on and say it. Uh, Lynn is very delusional. Yes. Um, he takes this way too seriously, and that's what ends up causing most of the issues here. Jimmy doesn't understand, like, hey, guys, it's just pretend. But Lynn, of course, has this to say. I was a little slow in the beginning, so I understand how you feel. But you must believe in this to make it work. I, I think Lynn is, does have some type of schizophrenia. Yes. Um, uh, no argument here, officer. Yeah, he's he, he's living in a fantasy world that he has fully, like... 
It's enveloped his reality. Yes. We can talk about that a little more deeply as far as why someone would do that, because typically that doesn't happen unless there are reasons. Uh, someone could have uh, emotionally stunted growth. He could be using it as some form of escapism from reality uh, because maybe there's something about his reality that he can't cope with. And so his, he could be suffering from some, some, some type sort of abuse. Of abuse. Yeah. Exactly. We're going to get back into the game here because uh, Len's about to tell us what's actually going. Jimmy says, all right, uh, fine. I'll pretend it's real. What's going on? You are John Dell, the apprentice. I am Luther, the magician. At this moment, we're deep in the woods of air, surrounded by the Black Monks of Benthrid. The Black Monks are known throughout this world as vicious barbarians who, who take what they want in order to increase their own powers. They're giants among us. Giants with black robes and veiled faces and low, thick, gravelly voices that vibrate your inner being. Do you see them? Can you hear them? I... I think so, yes. I hope so, young apprentice. For they're drawing closer and closer. Your sword is your only weapon right now, and you must use it. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. I don't believe you. All right, so Jimmy's, uh, he's like, all right, I'm into this. Like, we're playing, we're role-playing, it's fun, we're having a good time. I'm hanging out with an older kid. Yeah. Uh, what happens now? Keep your eyes closed. Hold up your sword and listen. Okay, what now? I'm going to hit your sword with mine. It is the test. Test? Uh, Listen to the sound of the swords clashing. Uh, <coughs> uh, what did you hear? Um, two plastic swords hitting each other? You uh, have to concentrate, Jondell. These are not two plastic swords. To the eye, maybe. But to the mind, they're real. Right. Listen again. Uh, okay. Uh, no, Still, I can't hear it. I can't and again. What? Uh, Still fake. And again, Jondell, listen. Uh, Music. Something's happening. Again, um, do you hear it? I hear drums. Do you hear it? Real swords, Chandel. Blade upon blade. What I the hear fuck? It. Listen. I hear it. I hear it, Luther. I hear it. Um, wait. Okay, so. Whew. All right, so Ben's going to have to. Uh-huh. Kind of, you need to process like, that? No, I've got to take off my, my 2021 glasses and and just get them all nice and, and shiny and, and, and clear so that I can put them back on so that I can say this. We just heard audio of an older kid mm -hmm. taking a younger kid out into the spooky woods, telling him to close his eyes and he's going to slap his sword against his sword. <laughs> that's that's a that's a hell of an uh, Holy analogy. Holy shit. Yeah. That's weird. Yes, that's very strange. I could take all of, uh, from the moment they got into the woods and up into this point, has been really molesty? Yeah, Len's right from the fucking dunk, Dexter. It started with him putting his hand over his mouth. Yeah. It got real aggressive real fast and ended with them slapping swords together. Yeah, Lynn's very predatory. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, so Jimmy is basically forced to if you're gonna hang out with me your older cool cousin you have to you have to buy into this fantasy world that i live in um it, and we're slapping swords yeah so now they're gonna they're gonna have battle quickly john dell the black monks are attacking they must be vanquished vanquished the are you black scared monks! yet ben 
Is this spooky enough? Do you need to get your parents in here? Is that a giant burping? It's Alex Jones. All right. So they're having fun. And I like this. Uh, they're, they're, they're out. They're pretending they're having fun. It sounds like they've got real swords and they're fighting monsters. We don't get to see any of this, obviously, because it's a radio show. Stupid radio show. And this would only work in a radio show. If this were an animated show or a live action show, it wouldn't work. Because it would look like fun. Because they're pretending. None of that is actually happening. Well, I mean, you could get around that by just actually filming what they're imagining. What they're imagining? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But here, because it's it's radio and it's focused on the family, it's still open to interpretation. Focus on the family, I think, would have you believe that Lynn has used demonic powers to summon these beings into existence so that they can be fought. Later, if that sounds like too much of a reach... <laughs> Oh. This show is going to ask a lot more of you before oh, it's oh, over. It will. All right. So two thoughts. All right. One, the only reason that this sounds uh, scary in the first place is because of those tones the that music. they use. Yeah. The really creepy discordant music. All, all you would have to do is put some like, uh, um, I guess, whimsical, festive. Yeah, yakety, yakety sax. Not or... yakety sax. Think like uh, we mentioned Renaissance Fair. Think like just like a. Some lute and mandolin music. Yeah. And it's like, oh, look, they're. Now they're in a knight's tale. Oh, they're imagining they're fighting giants. They're having kid fun out in the woods, just playing. Playing with their swords, uh, hey, and, and, and who, didn't, but who didn't play with their swords in the woods growing up? They're, they're gonna uh, make it seem uh, like it's a bad thing by just put, yeah. and and that sucks, and I hate it. And my second thought was, I know what's going on our first set of T-shirts for this podcast, and it's <laughs> gonna be focus on the family. Would have you believe they win the battle? And that's great. But what happens after the battle is strange, not necessarily because of what Lynn says, but because of how Jimmy reacts to it. And then oh, yeah. I have some very strange. Uh, yeah, we'll just I'm going to let you listen to this. Bam. Now we have to offer our victory incantation, which will lock the black monks into the pit of despair forever. A victory incantation? Who was Incantation. It? Just kneel down here next to me and repeat what I say. Uh, I don't know about kneeling. But you have to kneel. It's the only way to say the incantation. It's in the book. Yeah, but but kneeling makes it like a, a prayer, doesn't it? It's not a prayer. It's just an incantation. Come here. But sort of the same thing. Feel so so weird. Kneel, John Dalek. After all, it's only a game. All right. Lynn, where did you get that Casio soundboard? <laughs> so first of all, it's not a prayer. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's exactly what an incantation is. It's what a prayer is. It's a prayer. Yep. Um, I love that they don't let you hear it. Yeah, because if you heard it, you might hear exactly how silly it sounds. If you heard it, you might find out that prayer sounds a lot like an incantation. <laughs> And again, uh, you could be good at your job, focus on the family productions, and like make it sound sinister. Yeah. Dear Satan, <laughs> we beseech ye. 
All right. So we're now about to get into the very strange part of this episode. The cover um, up. <laughs> so right around the time that Lynn is offering his celebratory incantation and forcing oh, Jimmy to kneel. Fuck. Oh, God. This happens. This was... This, Dexter, this was the moment that, like, because I'm listening to it and I'm just like, okay, he's fucking castles and conjures, Christians hate D&D, satanic panic, all that other shit. And then this happened Uh and my brain kind of like had the little solid snake exclamation point come over (laughs) it. All right. So right around the time that the celebratory incantation is happening, across town, this happens. Bum, 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 bum. Are you all right? I was putting these glasses away and it suddenly felt bad. Huh? Almost as if something terrible is about to happen. <laughs> did it did it did thousands of voices cry out and were suddenly silenced? <laughs> Fucking wit. Odyssey's very own Obi-Wan Kenobi. Jedi Knight. Jesus Christ is like, "Oh, uh, uh, wit. wit. Wit, what's, what's wrong? Wit's just an old hermit." <laughs> He lives he, he lives over there in a cave. Hey, you think he's talking about old Whit Whittington? Whit Whitaker? Whatever his fucking name uh, is. John Avery Whitaker. Whatever. Yeah, yes, I know his full name. Whit Whitaker. That's a name I haven't heard in a long, long time. Come here, my friend. I knew when that this was going to happen. I knew when we got to this point in the episode, we were just going to be trading Obi-Wan Kenobi impressions back and forth. You see here, young Christians, you mustn't play these role-playing games. I don't know why I sound like Ringo Starr. <laughs> Put a little too much wacko in it. <laughs> Damn it, Rob Paulson. They'll be back, and in greater numbers. That's Oh, oh you know, John came into the hotel <laughs> once. <laughs> He brought D&D with him. That's right. We didn't have a D20, so we just had to roll hookers on the ground. We did a lot of LSD. I was a dragon. <laughs> Paul, Paul was a druid. Beetles and barbiturates. Kept trying to wild shape into an airplane. I said, Paul, you can't wild shape into an airplane. You're a druid. He thought he was an artificer. Ringo just wanted to be a yellow submarine or an octopus garden. All right. We're so- done. <laughs> Here's some more evil music for you just to set the tone. Who died in murder she wrote? <laughs> this is so focus on the family. Some dude's sitting at a keyboard just cranking this shit out. Yep. They're like, hey man, look, I know I know <laughs> what you've been doing's been great up to this point, man. Mm-hmm. Like you've been nailing this shit. Harps and 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 keyboard, but we're gonna ask a lot of you here. I, I, I need you to really give me some some evil, malevolent music. And he's like, sure. I, he just like pull, takes off his meatloaf shirt, and it's just like, <laughs> all right, I'm ready to go back into hell. Like I've been waiting on this. The, Lynn and Jimmy come out of the woods, and uh, they get back home. And uh, his dad, or, or Jimmy's dad, asks what's going on. We went down to the woods, and we we were... just been out playing in the woods. That's all. Oh. Hacking at the branches with your little plastic swords, huh? Hey, these are cute. They're not cute, Dad. We vanquished... Did you have swords like that when you were growing up, Uncle George? Yeah, not like these. We made our swords out of old lumber. But you kids are so much more sophisticated these days. I'm surprised you're not playing with the real things. You know, Dad... Are we going to have dinner soon? I'm starving. George, uh, Mr. Barclay, is dumb as hell. Yeah. 
uh, he three times heard his son get interrupted very suspiciously, very suspiciously. by a uh, nephew, yeah. Jimmy's cousin, that he will later in the episode openly admit to being troubled. Dad says, how was your trip into the woods? Uh, little, it was, uh, little, yeah. little Jimmy starts talking about what they actually did, gets interrupted by the older kid. Parent does not question that in the slightest. Mm-mm. It happens three times in a row. And nothing changes. Yeah. The dad knows about Lynn's problems. Yeah. And is still not picking up on this. Yeah. That's not a new phenomenon. And you're right. It is a trope in fiction. Yes. That later in the episode, spoiler alert, Wit does not fall for. Yeah, no, Wit doesn't fall for that shit. Wit's extremely skeptical. Because uh, he worked for the CIA, apparently. Uh, actually, I did some digging. It was the Department of Defense. That's not better. No, it's not. <laughs> he worked. For I waterboarded so many yeah. brown people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so finally, Jimmy's dad uh, goes away, and Lynn. You were going to tell your dad about the game, right? Yeah. You're not supposed to. It's our game. Yeah. So what? So we shouldn't talk about it right now. Why not? Because the book says that is the rapiest thing I have heard. That's the rapiest thing? That. We, um, let, we, me just, we, let me just play this again That's for you. fine, but like that's the rapiest thing, and they were just slapping swords out in the woods? But there there was context. In, Fair enough. In, in, just listen to this. I can insert this Close into your eyes so many conversations. And listen. I'm going to play it again. You were going to tell your dad about the game, right? Yeah. You're not supposed to. It's our game. Yeah, so what? So we shouldn't talk about it right now. Why not? Because the book says. I'm sorry. If anyone, child or adult, ever has that conversation with you, you immediately go tell someone. Correct. Also, if anyone's excuse for why you should or should not do something is the book says, walk away from that person. Yeah. Here's some more. Adults don't understand this stuff. Something happens to their brain cells when they get older. They get fussy and keep kids from playing games. It's what makes them adults. They understand laws <laughs> and consequences and long-term trauma. Jesus Christ. What is wrong? Like, I need to know what happened to this kid before he got here. Like, this is clearly a punishment of some kind. Yeah. Uh, don't you wish Focus on the Family would tell you? Yeah, right? Like, he... I feel uh, like there's a good story there. He got into a fight with a kid at his school and got expelled, and now he has to come here. I... Mm. Mm. What are we going to do about this, Jimmy? Do you promise not to tell until I say it's all right? Mm. Okay. That's fucked up. Focus on the family is conflating two very different things. Uh, Playing a role-playing game is not inherently evil. Being obsessed with anything. 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 To, anything. The, to the point where you are having schizophrenic delusions. Correct. That you are that you are drawing other people into. Right. There's a great movie that just came out on Netflix that is all about this. It's called Horse Girl. Yeah. It stars Alison Brie. She thinks she's a clone, right? She's convinced she's... She slowly succumbs to her own psychotic delusion. Yeah. To the point where she no longer can understand reality. Yep. And I think that's what's happening here. And it bothers me to the core that focus on the family isn't showing that to you. They're sh- I'm sorry. They're showing it to you, but they're saying that it's something else entirely. It's a which game does that made such it this a way. fucking disservice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <clears throat> across town, Wit, 
Uh, Obi Wit Kenobi. Obi Wit Kenobi uh, talks to himself and then prays, or talks to himself and then talks to himself. I was putting away the glasses, and suddenly a feeling of dread came over me. Uh, it was as if something terrible stepped into the room and grabbed me. <laughs> I was startled, and I dropped the glass. There's no one else in the room. The feeling hasn't gone away. Who's he it's talking as real to? This minute, as it was the game master. Ago. I feel weighted down, oppressed. What? Something in the very core of my spirit is disturbed. How are you oppressed? Say it, but he's talking to his clock. It's something dangerous, something evil. We'll be right back with more unsolved mysteries. Dear Father in heaven, take this feeling away from me, or, or help me understand what it means. Is something bad going to happen? God's not going to uh, take that feeling away from you, and he's also not going to show you what it means um, because you're talking to yourself with. What is this guy's deal? Okay, outside of the story, it bothers me that Focus on the Family has imbued this character with Jedi powers. Uh Uh-huh. With no real explanation as to how he got them or if they were divine. Even if the game wasn't there. He just gets a feeling, oh, something's bad's happening. I just thought of a, a much better version of this episode in my head. Okay. So, instead of this being about how uh, Wit is, like, super Christian and, like, can sense evil presences uh, in, in his town. Mm-hmm. Instead, at the end of the episode, the reason why Wit feels a disturbance is because he used to also play Castles and Cauldrons, and he also got obsessed with it, and he doesn't want Jimmy to go down that same path. And in order to prevent him and Lynn from further destroying their actual lives, he has to play them in a game of Castles and Cauldrons. Dude, that would be a movie I would, that would watch. That's a fucking... It's, it's called Mazes and Monsters, and they did it in 1973! Kids and other listeners of this podcast, um, I'm not saying that you can't have intuition and insight about a person when you are having a conversation with them or you're around someone that maybe they just give you like a creepy vibe. Your spider sense starts tingling. That's called character judgment and you should have it. But it doesn't happen across town. No, no, no. That's that's completely made up. Yeah. And the fact that they are depicting this as though the Christian God can imbue you with this power He's is a ridiculous. Goddamn Jedi, man. Somebody watched Star Wars. They watched Alderaan get blow up and they're like, man, it'd be cool if Wit had that power. <laughs> oh God. Somewhere a church just got bulldozed into a shopping mall. <laughs> so later that night, uh, Jimmy and Lynn are, are in Jimmy's bedroom getting ready for bed. And uh, Lynn starts lighting candles. We need to set up these candles. Crack that window open. Will your parents come in without knocking first? That's a weird question. That to is ask. also uh, very strange. This older kid is asking him to slap swords together. He wants him to keep a secret. Uh, maybe, maybe focus on the family is doing a service by showing kids like, hey, don't hang out with people that talk like this. That's fine. I have. N- I don't disagree with that. As an adult, Lynn's character draws so many red flags. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's hope that kids that listened to this went on to love D&D mm. and also maybe stayed away from some of their creepy older cousins. Not usually. What are the candles for? Effect. I like candles. I like the, the shadows they make. I think they're kind of creepy. Nah, 
Jimmy thinks they're creepy. John Dell likes them. Jimmy doesn't like it when I touch him. John Dell loves it. John Dell paid for it. You think candles are creepy? You- and 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 Lynn likes the shadows that they make. Yeah. You know you can make shadows with like light bulbs, like, right? Like you're you're reading like lamp. fucking anything. Any 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 light source uh, will cause shadows to be cast unless you're like I don't know a vampire or something. Oh my god! If that were the twist at the end of the episode, is that Lynn is actually a vampire? Yeah, they've been doing all this at night. We don't know it's a radio. <laughs> yep, because Luther will teach him the ways of the candlelight. Luther's gonna teach. You, uh, all right, all right. John Dell, my apprentice, gather round. This is a lighter. <laughs> and this is a wick. And you light it. Did Focus on the Family just try and teach us that candles can be evil? Yes. Because do you know what most of the church spent most of the church's life doing? Lighting candles. Lighting fucking candles. And maybe they're trying to say like, hey, you should only light candles if you're A, praying to God, or B, taking a shit. (laughs) But now we have matches for that, like patchouli matches. Yeah. (laughs) That like, these are specifically matches designed to hide poopy smells. Lynn's in the bathroom with Jimmy. I'm going to teach you the ways of the candle. (laughs) Lynn is right in that candle light Lighting of a candle is very ritualistic. Correct. And it's been ritualistic since the dawn of time. It's uh, also uh, a good way to get in the mood for some lovemaking. It's also a great way, way to, to light up the fucking room. I was about to say, it's also a good way to burn your house down. So <laughs> so you can either play Castles and Cauldrons, fuck, or burn your house down. Those are the three things you can do in candle Well, I'm all out of board lighting. games and houses. <laughs> So it looks like we're fucking on these ashes. <laughs> All right. So basically you, you light a candle uh, when it's dark mm-hmm. or if you want to add some ambience yeah. or if you want to pray. I mean, part of, especially in like Catholicism, like that's a big part of going in and you'd light a candle in the, in the sanctuary and then offer up a prayer. Candles have been a staple of all religions since... We had candles? And religions. Yeah. I figure we had religion before we had candles. I don't know. Well, we'd have to talk about what defines a religion. And also what defines a candle. Yeah. I guess I guess before we were just doing seances with torches because that was easier to make, I guess. Yeah. We hadn't figured out wax and wicks. So Lynn waxes on a little bit about uh, the magic behind the game. There are things in this world we can't understand. Well, algebra for one. Are you going to take this seriously or not? No. Sorry, go ahead. There are worlds within our world. Places beyond our sight. Powers beyond our senses. You mean like hollow earth? The twilight zone, of course. No, Jimmy. I'm talking about something very real. Very magical. All right. Um, Um, Even the dungeon master will have everybody take a break. Yeah. Like... You can get as into the story as you want to with your bard, you know, being trapped in the dungeon with your your druid and your dragonborn fighters. But like like every two hours, you got to take a bathroom break or something like, hey, let's come back to reality. So Jimmy's like, hey, we played and that was fun. And now it's bedtime. And Lynn's like, no, this is real. Take it seriously. Back to reality. Oh, I'm so sad to see all these orcs stabbing me. Why is Lynn focusing so much on taking this game seriously was the question I was asking myself. And sure, the question Jimmy's asking himself, like, dude, why is Lynn so into this? And 
Here, I think, is where we get part of our answer. I'm talking about the ability to to do things you couldn't dream of doing normally. It's all part of the game, Jimmy. I've, I've seen things, weird things that can't be explained. Yeah? Like what? Do you believe in visions? Huh? All right, uh, Lynn, you've seen things? You, it, it, this is 1990, so I'm thinking of 1990. I was eight years old, and like, man, there were a lot of things that I had friends say that they had seen back yeah. then. You couldn't fact check anybody no. before the internet. You could be like, yeah, man, that's not real. You're making that up, and that's bullshit. Um, I, I think what is happening here is that it's a uh, it, it's what's it, it's like a pyramid scheme of delusion. In that the more people that buy into the delusion, the more powerful the delusion is. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is kind of what religion is. But yeah. Well, yeah. The more people that can agree upon some bullshit being real, the more power. It's frequency illusion. We talked about it in the last episode. It's also uh, how QAnon got started. Yeah. Or sorry, in the episode Bad Luck that we watched, Mm -hmm. we talked about frequency illusion and the fact that if you hear something over and over and over you're more inclined to believe that it's true, even if it's made up. Who was the older kid who did this to Lynn? I don't know. What uh, What I, triggered him to absolutely uh, turn turn into a, a schizophrenic sociopath? Uh, I think I can answer that with this next clip. Lynn talks about someone he used to play with. One of the guys I used to play the game with, we called him Medwin the Miraculous. He used to be able to see things through the eyes of birds. He could close his Brand? eyes and see what a bird was seeing as it flew over the land. Is it Warging? How do you know he wasn't making it up? We knew. We knew. That's the only explanation uh. Lynn ever gives. Imagine, if you will, you're in L.A. or wherever the hell Lynn's from. You're hanging out with a D&D group in L.A. And one of these guys is like, guys, 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 I can... Hang on, hang on. I'm going to close my eyes. Oh, 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 God. There's a hawk chasing me. Oh God! I'm in. I'm now. I'm in. Now I'm down in the trees. And I, yeah, I was sorry. A bird. Sorry, you guys. I was a bird. <laughs> How did you know? Oh, we knew. We just he, knew. He mentioned stuff that that only someone who'd who'd <laughs> been there would know. <laughs> only a bird would have ever said those things. <laughs> I'm 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 on the sidewalk. I'm looking up at a park bench as an old woman is throwing bird seed into my eyes. <laughs> So much of the adventures in Odyssey would be shortened if they just were better at calling out bullshit. Yeah, if anyone had any objectivity and said, that sounds made up. I'm going to go play Zapoids. All G movies would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the naivety most- of children is what makes them entertaining. Yeah, the naivety of adults is what makes existence horrifying. <laughs> All right, so so really, Medwin the Miraculous could do weird shit like that, huh? Things change. Life changes. Mine has. Lately, I've been able to do things myself. Lynn? Yeah? What kind of things? <laughs> You're not ready yet. I've been All able right. to write world leaders threatening letters. <laughs> this, has cha- this game has changed his life. He uh-huh. is now able to do things. We okay. don't know what. He thinks, I don't know, maybe he can warg shape into or warg into a, a bird or a wolf or a bear. I don't know. All right. So the next morning, uh, Jimmy and Lynn are greeted with Jimmy's older sister, Donna. After some creepy overnight music. I was about to say, Donna's a piano? 
All right, you guys, wake up. I want to know who did this. that closet door? It's the same door. This is my problem. What did you do to your doll? I didn't do anything to it. This is how it looked when I woke up this morning. The arms were completely torn off. It's an antique doll, Jimmy. I know that. Well, then why did you tear it up? I didn't. Len? Oh, don't look at me. I gave up playing with dolls a long time ago. <laughs> I'm not kidding around, you guys. Is this some kind of stupid joke or what? The doll didn't just tear its own arms off. What's going on here? Why all the yelling? Because one of these clowns tore the arms off my doll. Look at it, Dad. Mm. It's a collector's doll. Do you know what this costs? Calm down, Donna. She's probably in like seventh or Why would anyone want to rip the arms off your doll? Slightly younger than Lynn. Donna, did you ever think that maybe the doll ripped its own arms off? All I know is I woke up this morning and the arms were torn off. All right, all right. Let me look at it. You guys are in big trouble now. You're going to owe me your allowance for the rest of your life, This is fucked up. We didn't do anything. Right here. Donna, I, uh, I think you might be wrong. Huh? See, I told you so. Now look at it. I'd say Ferguson got a hold of it. Ferguson? Who's Ferguson? Her cat. I'm Ferguson glad asked. wouldn't do something like that. No, he wouldn't. I've seen that cat tear up more than this when he felt playful enough. Remember what he did to the side of the couch. I don't believe it. <laughs> that makes more sense to me than anything else. Just look at the tear marks. Only Claus could have done that. Yeah. I still don't believe it. See, Donna... You owe these two an apology, Donna. All right. Dad. Why? Dad. Dad taking sides right off the dunk. uh, Well, I mean, he came in and he looked and he's like, okay, this looks like, I mean, he's looking at it from a logical standpoint. Like, this doesn't look like an arm was torn off. It looks like an arm was ripped off by claws, which, you know, he has a cat and his cat tears shit up sometimes. Um, With the benefit of hindsight and spoilers, Uh uh, again, no due process whatsoever. Nah, these two are innocent. Oh, you owe them an apology, accusatory woman. You're right. Um, He does jump to conclusions very quickly. Um, I think because he just doesn't want to deal with it. Uh, he's I, not a very good father. Uh, God, I just woke up. My coffee is still on the fucking pot. Yeah. Could you please not do this right now? Apologize to your brother. The cat did it is the <laughs> easiest way to resolve this in my mind. But dad, you euthanized the cat yesterday. Well, maybe it was a dead cat. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we're not sure what's going on, but now there's a new mystery. There's a doll that's been uh, desecrated, uh, apparently by something with claws. So that's new. Um, Perhaps a badger got into your house. Yeah, so uh, Jimmy and Lynn have a conversation about Donna. She would have made a good princess for Lindlock by the sea. Really? Uh, made Donna a princess? Yeah, okay, so this is interesting, and I want to talk about this. This is the first conversation where Lynn talks about women. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want you to listen to the things that he says. This is bad. She would have made a good princess for Lindlock by the sea. Really? You would have made Donna a princess? Sure. We have two or three princesses when we play the game back home. I didn't know girls were allowed. Only special ones. They have to understand the rules and be brave enough to play by them. What the fuck does that mean? That also sounds a little bit rapey, right? It sounds incredibly sexist also. Yeah. Only the right ones can play the game if they understand the rules and they can only be princesses. Yeah. They have to understand the rules and and they have to play by them. Meaning no matter what the rules are, you have to do it. Yeah. Seems like a very dangerous... Know your role, woman. Seems like a very dangerous position for women to put themselves in. Right. 
uh, assumingly adolescent boys, but maybe uh, older boys as well. I don't know where they're walking to. Or are they going back out to the woods to play some more? Or are they just kind of palling around somewhere? Yeah, I think they're just walking around. The point is, is that Jimmy uh, outright makes an accusation to Lynn about what happened to the doll. Yeah, he's like, well, who did it? So, Is it also the way of magicians to tear the arms off a doll? You don't believe the cat did it? Do you? Cats can be persuaded to do anything. You mean... In castles and cauldrons, anything is possible. Yeah, Lynn, but this isn't in Castles and Cauldrons. This is in my fucking house. Right. In my sister's bedroom. It bothers me that Lynn didn't deny Jimmy's accusation. No. He just said, what, you don't believe the cat did it? Cats can be persuaded to do anything. Mm. Well, that sounds a lot in line with uh, controlling animals. Right. A lot like what Medwin the Maleficent or Magnificent or something. <laughs> yeah, whatever his fucking name was. Whatever his name was. Um, so maybe Lynn is like, oh yeah, I'm con- maybe he thinks he can control a cat or maybe he's trying to control this cat or I don't know, but that sounds really weird. They go to their next session and uh, of course, swords are no more. Swords are no more use here. Uh, so now we talk a lot. Uh, we're, we're taking the next deep plunge into castles and cauldrons oh. and we start talking about magic. We must go deeper. You can't battle wizards with swords. You've got to use magic. Magic? What kind of magic? Good magic. But I don't know any good magic. I think it's time you learned. Come on. Here, let me cut your hand open. Think outside the bun. (laughs) Wow. Um, Taco Bell is getting really aggressive. (laughs) Goth Taco Bell. (laughs) Gotho Bell? Lynn Stutter when he says good magic. Not bad magic. There's the difference. What's the difference? I, I don't. Like, is I, I mean, like ma- magic in general is dumb. Yeah. It, so so he should say just like magic. What kind of magic? Dumb magic. <laughs> Silly magic. It's so stupid. It's a plot device in fantasy movies when we don't know how to get out of a situation. Yeah. You shall not pass. So Jimmy, I could have done this 15 minutes ago. Yeah, this is the end of the first part of the episode, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's where uh, that's where uh, part one ends. Right. Is right there with the introduction of, oh, we've got to use magic now. Right. So you'd have to wait a week. A week. To get the conclusion to this. Yeah. Now, I want to say, this is not a cliffhanger. No. Uh, the only cliffhanger is... How is focus on the family going to depict where is where is it going? Because they've already shown that like there is a supernatural element to this game because wit is able to have a premonition of evil taking arriving in Odyssey because of Lynn's celebratory incantation. We interrupt this program to annoy you. Hello, everyone. It's Benjamin. I'm here to tell you that this recording process took over three hours And so we're going to have to put the episode in two parts, meaning that this is the end of episode one, or part one. Yeah. Our podcast is available on all podcasting platforms, such as Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash superweirdpod. You can find the YouTube channel at Super Weird Pod. You can follow Dexter at the Dexter Duran. You can follow me on Twitter at Watch Bad Movies. And as always, remember to do something that I tell you all the time.